Hey, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of Managing Risk for Tomorrow Today with Jeff Clyde. I'm Bruce Silverman. Jeff is the founder of Victoria Insurance. You can reach him at 800-979-0176, jdclyde at eliterisk.com, and the website is vclrisk.com. Jeff, how are you? Good to see you once again. I'm good. It's nice to be seen. Well, you know, if you're as good looking as you are, it is good to be seen. Let's jump right into it. COVID-19, the pandemic, uh, obviously has been a very controversial, very hot topic for a number of years now. It has been with us for a while. Is it still with us? I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the it's not going anywhere. Um, how you treat it and how you, how you deal with it and how it affects your business is really what it comes down to. It's just, you know, it's part of the makeup now. It's, 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 it's a new checklist item. You know, how do we, how do we adapt if people are out or sick or something knowing that, you know, for the most part, people are going to get better and be fine. It's the same as, you know, the same thinking as flu or things like that, but it's here. We've had coronaviruses in, in, in our midst for, for many, many years. This one happened to be something that that really, in some ways, snuck up uh, on the nation, became a worldwide pandemic. One of the biggest things about COVID-19 is at the beginning of it, going back to the early part of 2020, March specifically, businesses shut down. And a lot of businesses had to pivot in the way that they do business, whether it is they shut down their physical, they went remote, they restaurants that were not serving in the in the dining room but pushing right. food out the front door. Let's talk about that pivot that businesses needed to make and how that has become possibly mainstream today in the way that businesses have had to change the way that they go about doing business. Well, I, th- I mean look, I think, you know, and it, it's funny because on another, you know, on an, a, another episode we talked about Climate, right? We talked about like that. So if you think about it from that standpoint, for years here in California, a large business, large company, a large location that was dependent on other locations or was the location people depended on to for the business to happen, they started putting in generators so that if there was a power outage or a wildfire or something, they could be up and running. They put in alternative spots. Um, you know, even even tech centers, you know, uh, big, big groups of buildings that house on the cloud technology, right? Data centers. There's systems that go all over the place. So like if you're in wildfire area somewhere in the Midwest, there's a there's a sister data center that will switch over. I don't know if it's sister or brother. I don't know. But it's how, the, you know, they, how they work. But it's a relative. But right. It's a relative of something. But you but you literally have to think about pandemics and COVID the same way, right? A lot of people scrambled to put all these things in place. Some people said, all right, I'm going to do it. I have to do it. It's got to be done, but I don't want to use it. And then some people have actually built a protocol that exists for how they operate now. And so at any moment they can, you know, they've already pivoted. Now at any moment they can redirect to that thing where, you know, where people have to realize is, even if the threat of the biggest concern, which was the illness, now you've got vaccines, you've got alternatives, you've got different types of treatments. And by the way, 
any one of them can be good. The problem is you don't know what anyone is good for which individual and how it works. Sure. But can't I can't speak to what's not good because I'm not a doctor. But what I would say is you have to do the same thing as a business owner and think, okay, when's the next pandemic and what does that look like? And how am I ready for that? And is there another viral? And by the way, the answer is yes, there is. And it's to your point, why is this different than other coronaviruses? Why was this different? Whatever. Again, can't speak to the specifics, but I can tell you that the reaction was different. And there was clearly a reason. And here's the here's the part that as a as a and I won't call myself a risk manager because I'm technically not a risk manager, but I will say as a guy with a risk management thought process, to me, when I see something where almost everybody in every direction, in every country around the globe is reacting to the same thing. To me, that's a flag that says, okay, there must be a problem because the people don't do that. Like, you know, it's not, it's not a U.S. thing. It's not a U.K. thing. It's not a Europe thing, a Spain thing, a, you know, a China thing, an Asian thing. Like it's, it's not any of those. It's, it's a global pandemic. So, you know, I've been dealing with insurance in the pandemic space for, 20 years. I mean, it's not easy to sell because when there's nothing going on, people don't buy it. So I don't, I didn't chase selling it, but I did absolutely pre COVID send in applications for pandemic coverage on a regular basis, you know, over the years sporadically for different things. Clearly um, events like Wimbledon, Wimbledon, you know, this is like the, probably the most well-known thing, you know, they paid a one and a half percent rate which means for every $100, they paid a dollar and a half, if you do the math, right? They paid a 1.5% rate for, I believe, $400 million worth of coverage in case Wimbledon got canceled and couldn't operate and whatever. They're looking at what do we need to do to stay in business? Well, they paid, but not everybody does that. That's, I mean, that's the reality is not everyone... Not everybody is functional enough to say, should I do that? Or puts that in their budget. It just doesn't happen. You bring up a really interesting point, which is line items and budgets for insurance in general, whether it's health insurance, life insurance, building insurance. We're talking about COVID specifically and other coronaviruses and other pandemics. Um, it, it, it's not something that's necessarily on, on the forefront of people's minds or even businesses' minds. But going forward, after the experience that we had starting in 20, uh, what should businesses really be doing? What should their mindset be in terms of putting into their budgets ways to protect not only their income, but their employees, their employees' benefits, keeping them employed, and just keeping the business going in general if we ever face something like we did starting in 2020? Well, I mean, I think, first of all, there's goodwill, right? So so goodwill goes a long way. So when you talk about what do you do for your employees, how do you put it ahead of time in your employee benefits or what do you do? So there's a lot of things on an employer can do if they choose to. Like, for example, and again, I don't deal with cafeteria plans or, or you know, where you can put a lump of your money, pre-tax dollars into something and you can use it for whatever. But what I would say is you probably could and if people aren't doing businesses aren't doing it right now they could custom craft a line item that says you know emergency fund right as your pre-tax dollars so you're like i'm putting in 10 percent. they may already do that because i don't deal with it but but with that said like you have to think about it 
you know, what's more important because it's not always about, it's not always about the income either. It's, it's also about the extra expense and the interruption itself from a standpoint of, hold on. I, I don't know how to turn this off. I'm just going to turn this off. I don't know why it's just going crazy right now. Sorry. He's such a busy, busy guy yeah. in demand. No, and no. While we're, while we're doing a podcast, everybody needs to, to reach out to him and talk to him about their insurance needs. He's Jeff Clyde. He's the founder of Victoria Insurance, 800-979-0176. J.D. Klein at EliteRisk.com. VCLRisk.com is the website. So back to the conversation. Back to this. So maybe the problem is that it connects to my computer. So it's... It's coming back. And Technology. Forth. It's a wonderful thing. My ADD kicks in and, and here we go. But no, so like, you know, and I, I, I lost my train of thought. So where, where was I, you know? We were talking about line items. We were talking yeah, no, no, about so, just planning ahead. So, so yeah, it is. So like we were talking about a little bit about, you know, like benefits and things like that. But there's other stuff, you know, like years ago, I, and I remember this as clear as day. Like I remember in my, my, uh, First company that I was fortunate enough to build, we went from 11 employees to 80. So we, we hired a bunch of new but experienced people. And so we, we went from this small boutique firm to a very large firm that was handling a lot of stuff. And I remember the first time, you know, we had all these people and the flu came through. And, you know, you would say it's just the flu. But when you when you think about it, the flu came through and the way it worked was this person's sick. This person's sick, this person's sick, this person's sick. We also had a lot of people related to each other in the company. We had a lot of people that kind of sat and, and, and everyone sat in the lunchroom at lunch, like back then. You know, everyone did all these things. And, and by the way, it's funny. I, I saw my son yesterday and seven people that worked with him all went to the liquor store to get food and candies and goods or whatever, come back to the office. It was really funny. It's like I saw them all coming back. So it's kind of like that version of the lunchroom. But either way, I remember sitting in my office after about five days of this, like people being sick, not sick. I was so frustrated. I took Lysol and I took a, you know, a, a cloth and I went through like offices and just started cleaning every aspect of everything. Cause you have to figure out how to, how to get it out of there. You have to figure it out. Sure. So when you think about a pandemic, you think about COVID-19, it's the same problem. So even if you, you view it as it, not going to affect you or you view it as it's something small and silly if it if it creates the unfortunate opportunity for your business to not fail but to to not act on all cylinders to not be just clicking forward and doing what you want to do you have to figure out how do i fix that gap and you know you can't just hire temporary people so you have to figure out how you divide and conquer like you can say oh I don't care if it gets me sick. Great. And you can have every employee that says the same thing. However, your productivity, uh-oh, you froze, I think. You, you, you'll see it. You just went like, you, you literally like this. It froze. Uh, I didn't freeze. Very, I'm, I'm just so focused very funny. on what you have to say. <laughs> it's very funny. So anyway, no, it's very funny. I watched you. I'm like, no, anyway. The, um, no, but, that, but that's the reality is it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you or I think. What matters is he, these are the facts. The facts are, yes, there'll be another pandemic. Um, yes, there's still COVID-19. 
you know, we, we've put a lot of band-aids on things. We've, we've done things for, um, we've had, you know, artists on tour that have come to us and said, Hey, can we do something? And, and we, because we're such like on our company, we're a small company. So we can only take like what we consider a band-aid or a moment in time. Like we, we can't, you know, I can't do, you know, the Rolling Stones, you know, $80 million in, in revenue. I can't ensure that, but I can ensure, you know, XYZ artists who make their living on, you know, making, you know, $20,000 a night, five guys, you know, five men and women out there performing and all of a sudden five of their shows are gone and they just lost literally, you know, a whole month's worth of income sure. because of those five nights. I can ensure that moment in time. Other people can take control of it and put a contingency fund in place and figure out this is what we're going to do. And if they're, if they're, if they're forward thinkers, they'll go, all right, we'll even do it ahead of time. We'll take half of our, you know, our upfront money and we'll, we'll put that aside and we'll use that as our contingency plan for every event. We'll take 10% off or 8% or some number so that we can prepare for those nights that one of our performers has COVID and none of us can go on. You know, you know I talk about it in just about every single episode uh, that the fact that insurance is usually considered such a black and white industry, but you you come at it from a very creative standpoint. And you talked about Band-Aids a moment ago, and I think it's a little bit more than that. I think that's a, a simplification of what you really do. It is your creativity to look at a situation, come up with a solution, and because this is your industry and because you've been in it for so long and you've had so much experience, that you can not only take care of that moment in time, but you can look to the past to figure out what the future may or may not be like to be able to develop um, insurance platforms and insurance strate uh, strategic situations for insurance to be able to minimize as much risk as possible. He's Jeff Clyde. He's the founder of Victoria Insurance, 800-979-0176. J.D. Clyde at EliteRisk.com. The website is VCLRisk.com. And this podcast is called Managing Risk for Tomorrow Today with Jeff Clyde. Jeff, another great conversation this time about COVID-19. I look forward to our future conversations and our future episodes. Always a pleasure to spend time with you. And I know I learn a lot with our conversations and a lot from, you know, what we talk about with insurance, because as a layperson, again, talk about it often. Insurance is a confusing situation. But when you work with a professional like Jeff, who really has an understanding of business and how to mitigate those risks and manage those risks for tomorrow today, just keep getting that that name of the podcast in. It's a good situation for your business. So, Jeff, appreciate the time, and we'll see Thanks. you on the next episode. Thanks, Bruce.